Racing Heartland. This is the only program dedicated to Victorian country racing. Welcome to the Country Racing Show. It's got it all. I can feel this thing. I can see this thing. It's got it all. Beck Cassar gave me her phone and um, she had Jess online and um, I still remember to the, to the day I was on the phone to Jess and... Um, Damien Oliver come up to me as I was on the phone to congratulate me, and it was all just too much. It's, yeah, it, um, the tears started. You, you're, yeah, you're emotional now. Yeah, it just um, talking to Jess and, and having someone like Ollie come up to you yeah. and, and congratulating it all just hit home, and I got I got really emotional talking to Jess and and. Um, to have your mates around you, it was, it was awesome. So that Back was Jai McNeil, the boy from Kerrang Maggie Payne. And Jai was terrific with me, with his interview there, with your story opened up and he was vulnerable and he told us um, about that moment in the jockey's room. And he also mentioned towards the back end of that interview, and you can subscribe to RSN Central with your local podcast subscriber to, to listen to part one and two. But he also mentioned that he loves going back to his hometown in country Victoria at Kerrang, um, to show off the cup and talk to, to, to the youngsters there. And he'll be able to do that once again. Yeah, he will be. Uh, the cup is actually touring around Australia at the moment. It visited uh, Coleraine in the south, in the west, I guess, yesterday, and then it's at Caniva today. But it'll be in Kerrang on the 14th of October as part of the Melbourne Cup tour. And, you know, if you want to visit, um, go back, and Joel will be bringing the back, uh, cup back home to, to Kerrang. But uh, really great to see him get back to his hometown. It's terrific for the VRC to do that. It's been a huge success, the Melbourne Cup tour. It goes, well, it used to go around the, the world, but it goes to areas in country Australia especially and it gives them the opportunity to see the cup I think it gets new race goers into the sport as well because everybody knows about the Melbourne Cup and I know that um, country people especially get a huge thrill out of seeing the, uh, the Melbourne Cup yeah, and I just did a post on our social media channels of visiting Coleraine yesterday. They visited a nursing home and and also a um you know a primary school and it was the it was yeah. old age, young age, and it was just the awe of the cup is is so unbelievable. So it was great interview with Jai and just how proud you know his family must be of him winning the world's greatest race or Australia's greatest race. So he's a he's a good human, as Dean Lester puts it. And um, another thing I just wanted to to raise that Jai and Logan McNeil, his brother are doing um, in a great cause for one of their childhood friends who tragically uh, was paralysed from the waist down. Uh, Jai's donated a limited edition set of Silk's memorabilia of Twilight Payment, um, which will be auctioned off on eBay uh, with all um, money raised going towards James Langley and his... um, recovery and re- rehab uh, i know james is a big horse they share a love of horses and that's one of his goals is to get back on the horse and um, ride again so that's on ebay uh, the current bidding is it's 3600 um and it'll shut next tuesday on the 20th of july so jump on the channels if you want to bid on the the winning melbourne cup silks he's a good human being um <laughs> john mcneil there's no doubt about that i want to have a chat about this new ad that country victoria have put together but before that it's time now to spin a yarn The people at the grassroots of racing. We're spinning a yarn on the Country Racing Show. 
now making a run there is Fantasia's Choice and here comes Fakiza 200 metres out and Dresco behind those Bombers Toys with a fight now and moving up on the outside is Fantasia's Choice Fakiza trying to battle back it's Fantasia's Choice just in front near the line and we'll get there Fantasia's Choice over Fakiza then Bombers Toys third now this is some story Fantasia's Choice won there at Wodonga on Sunday afternoon. Hayley Coman's about to tell us that story. Of course, Mark Thomas, Hayley's partner, prepares that gallop up. But there is a terrific story about this horse actually getting to the races at Wodonga on Sunday. And Hayley is with us now. Good morning to you, Hayley, and welcome to RSN Central's Country Racing Show. Hello, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Tell us what happened there on the way to Wodonga on Sunday. <laughs> well, uh, yes, it was, a, it was a bit of an eventful trip. Um, Mark had decided to stay home with the kids and to work. And so I headed off with Fantasia, or as we call him, Big Red. Uh, I'd left quite a, quite a bit of time to get there, uh, being on my own and everything. And as I was pulling out the driveway, a friend of mine actually uh, texted me and said that he was going to get a ride with me because she was going to strap Salsa Dancer in the race after us. So I swung by Seymour. And off we headed. And we're driving along, travelling traveling good, having good odd chat. And we get to, I think it was just before Benalla, and over a little bridge. And all of a sudden, the car just conked out. And all of the engine lights came on. And not a nice situation to be in, especially in a position where I actually, at the time, couldn't, uh, I couldn't pull over. So we've just crept along until we got off of the bridge and managed to pull off the freeway. And had a little poke around, rang Mark and had a chat to him. Uh, I, I had a little look to see if it was anything that maybe we could we could fix. But I was getting the impression that it had something to do with the fuel line and certainly not in a position to do that on the side of the freeway. So uh, we started making phone calls to see who would be available if anyone was going past that possibly we could get a lift with. And it just so happened to be that Lee and Ian uh, were in the, the race after us. And they actually live on the same road as us. So they were about, I think, 25 minutes away at the time. So we sat tight and waited for them to arrive to hopefully try and be able to get our horse onto onto their float. And they pulled up. We strategically managed to uh, back their float, I guess, alongside of my float, but on the inside of the freeway. And with this horse, he is just the most beautifully natured horse and I know him incredibly well but in that circumstance when you're a little, you're literally a metre from the freeway, very, very nerve-wracking as to all the things that could possibly go wrong. So um, we managed to devise a little plan as to how we are going to get him on, off and on as quickly as possible and we, we waited for a break in the traffic. Uh, Tash opened the divider for me, I backed him off and walked straight up to Ian and Lee's float and, and straight on. And I think it was a real testament to him at that point because he's 17-1. He's a very, very big, long horse. The float that he was going on to, uh, the, they actually travel facing the opposite direction to what our horses travel and is a little bit more closed in. So just a very, very different environment to what he's used to. And, of course, I think due to his nature, he just, he just never missed a beat. Walked straight on, quickly put the float um, back up, jumped in the car and off we went. So obviously that was enough enough drama for one day. And uh, travelling along, Mark had already been on the phone to the, to the stewards to inform them what had happened. They had to touch base with me along the way and had asked me to give them a call 
when we're approximately 10 minutes um, away from Wodonga. So we're travelling along. Ian did just a remarkable job at staying so cool under pressure and obviously trying to make up as much time as we possibly could to try and get the sports there. So driving along, driving along, 10 minutes out, I, I ring the stewards and I say, look, we're 10 minutes away. We're doing everything possible to get there. And they said, look, Hayley, you're just, you're really, really pushing it. You're just going to have to get that horse in here as fast as you can. And we were like, yes, that, that is obviously what we're trying to achieve. Yes. So anyone who's been to Wodonga knows that there's a few um, few roundabouts coming into the town, a few left right turns to actually get to the racetrack, which I personally had never noticed before. But I tell you what, when you're under that much pressure to get a horse to the races, it seems to take an absolute lifetime. So we've um, we've manoeuvred our way to the race course, turned onto the road, and all of a sudden we've noticed that there's all these trucks and floats stacked up out of out of um, the gate, which I've never really I've never really noticed before. And so we pulled up along behind this float, and we're sitting there, and I'm thinking, geez, this is this is really not good. This is not a good situation. Tash, my friend, she poked her head out the window, and she said, Haley. The gates, they're, they're jammed shut. They can't, they can't get them open. So, oh, no. so um, I've jumped out of the car and I said, right, well, we're just going to have to unload here. We're just, we're just going to have to get him off here, and I'm going to have to find another gate <laughs> out there to get him in because we do, we do not have any time to spare. We're already way behind the mark. So, put the divider, put the, um, put the back down, open the dividers, back the horse up, cool as a cucumber as he is. I give him a little cluck and we trotted off over the gutter, up the pathway, in through the pedestrian gate. I don't think he ever hesitated. He never he never paused. And um, luckily for me, uh, friends of ours, Chris and Kirsty Davis, had worded everyone up uh, that we were under a lot of pressure so as not to hold us up and also prepared the, the stalls for me. So I quickly trotted through that pedestrian gate, through the car park, up to the entrance of the horse area, turned right and got the horse straight into the stalls. What a story that is. <laughs> Unbelievable, Hayley, because it reminds me, have you watched Farlap before? I Look, I have, and I've always loved Farlap, but I tell you what, at the time, I, it never clicked until after the race, yeah. and I had a few people saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Farlap, to paint the picture, Harry was late. Mm-hmm. They broke the track down at Geelong, and they had to get there for the Melbourne Cup. It's still my favourite movie scene. And then he raced down uh, the... the um, race down to the mounting yard there at Flemington, and he won that race, Maggie. So, yeah, that's some stories. That ever happened to you when you're running late, Maggie, for a game of netball? Uh, probably pulling the shoes on, but I don't have to put a saddle on myself. But yep. um, I think we've probably ruined the story at the start. But the best thing, Haley, was that he went out and won. So, yes. what was that emotion like when he, he won? I understand there's a few owners on course, so you must have just been ecstatic. Yes, we were over the moon. Um, it was. It was definitely a whirlwind of emotions. Uh, we really, really like this horse, and he's had quite a long um, time to get to to this stage. He he had a few starts, and then he had to go to the paddock, and it's been sort of eighteen months in the in the making because he's a very big horse, and he's taken quite a bit of time to mature. Very, very fortunate that we've got owners involved that allowed us to give him the time that he needed to actually to, to mature into the horse that he is, and. Um, I tell you what, when he when he crossed the finish line, it was it was absolutely surreal, and I think everyone everyone was so happy. But I tell you what, I I was I was so 
so collected and then I looked at all the owners and they're in tears and I just about I just about lost it. So it was it was very, very emotional at the time. Uh, that's what racing's all about. And you mentioned he's seventeen hands, Haley. Yes. And we know that you're a champion show jumper, a superstar of the equestrian world. He wouldn't need to jump over those hurdles. No, he's um <laughs> no, he's a very he's a very big boy. He's got he's very, very leggy, um, but just the entire thing, as I, as when I spoke to Maggie, you know, you can make the story about whatever you want to make it about, but it is an absolute testament to this horse's nature. Uh, he's incredibly kind. He's as cool as they come, and for him to for him to go through what he went through uh, for a lot of horses would have been challenging. And I I personally work with a lot of different breeds, but a lot of warm bloods um, that are obviously purpose bred for show jumping, and I can safely say right now that there is not one of them that I would have been able to do the same thing with that I did with this horse. So testament to, to him and his nature. And we look forward to seeing him again. But the real question is, you always leave enough time. What time are you going to leave for the races next time? <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, I obviously was at Wodonga on Sunday and then at, on Monday I had to go to Matoa for another, another race meeting with a horse of ours. And it's about three and a half hours uh, from our house. So I had to leave by about nine o'clock to, to allow enough time. But I tell you what, I drove out the gate at quarter past seven in the morning and I was not <laughs> going to be late. Um, you mentioned before that you work with a host of different horses because you also do um, work with show jumpers and equestrian mm-hmm. horses. So what do you think of the thoroughbred and, and have you enjoyed um, training the thoroughbreds? Yeah, look, the thoroughbreds for me are the go-to breed. Um, they possess absolutely everything that you require from a performance horse. They're strong, they're tough, uh, they're determined, and they just, they've just got a different way about them. I've got a, a really long history with thoroughbreds. My parents, um, obviously, show jumpers, and thoroughbreds were our bread and butter. Uh, growing up, that was our bread and butter, turning those thoroughbreds into show jumpers. And if you spoke to either of my parents, they would assure you that the best horses they've had have been thoroughbreds. My dad went to... Um, went to the Olympics in 2000 on a horse called Zazu, and he was a thoroughbred that Dad had bought from the sales for next to nothing. Big, roachy back, ugly, um, nothing about him that would scream show horse, but the most athletic uh, athletic individual that you would get and, and went to the Olympics and performed very well. So ever since then, obviously, um, we have continued our relationship with thoroughbreds. I've had a lot of success on them. Um, I still have a really nice team of thoroughbreds now that uh, my partner... Uh, I train them after my partner has finished racing them, or we acquire them some some other way. But um, I've ridden I've ridden a lot of warm bloods and a lot of uh, performance horses all over the world, and I will be staying with the thoroughbreds in the future. Hey, you're a star, Haley. We could talk to you all day, but congratulations on that performance there at Wodonga on Sunday. Thanks. Good luck with the training setup, the show jumpers, and uh, we'll catch up with you sh- um, again hopefully shortly because you, it's great to have you involved in this um, wonderful game of thoroughbred racing, and well done. Thanks for your time. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. There's Haley Coleman there, and uh, that's our Spitting the Yarn segment on the Country Racing Show. Country racing. Here's why we do it. The road trip. For the country, yeah. To get behind our town. For the love of the horses.
Loved it, Maggie. It had it had everything basically, and that ad, I think, sums up what country racing is all about to me. Anyway. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of a challenge behind the scenes to get that off the road. We had lockdowns yep. and uh, crowds being shut out, but we headed to Yarra Valley and uh, Swan Hill. Really enjoyed my time up at in the Mallee with um, Ostie and Shanae, who are stars of the ad. So looking forward to seeing that roll out across uh, all the retail versions for club uh, country cups across the spring. Forget about Harry. They tell me <laughs> Hollywood is calling for Ostie. First of all, how did you persuade Ostie to be part of this Well, it's a funny campaign. story, actually, because, yeah. you know, he's pretty laid back nature as we know we wanted to use his stables with track work scenes and and you know he, he probably just assumed that we were going to use harry and we said oh well you know nervously said ostie do you want to do it and uh he said yeah i'll do it and you know yeah. full piece to camera and everything and and um i think harry was happy that uh so Dad... you didn't have to twist ostie's arm <laughs> no no he was happy to do it and i think ostie does secretly loves a bit of media street so he does um yeah he'll be on billboards but uh Shanae is a star too so Looking forward to seeing them on billboards across the state. Look out, George Clooney, <laughs> because here comes Ostie there for Hollywood after that performance. They'll be knocking down his door there in Swan Hill. So well done to Ostie. A lot of work behind that. And the theme of the ad, what was the idea and the, the, the way that you wanted this ad to come come across? Well, it's a bit of an evolution from the Country Racing Strong, which was born out of COVID and everyone, you know, the participants just, it's a real nod to them and the work that they do. And then it was more about the why we do it. And lots of people have different reasons why you do country racing, I yeah. guess, whether you go there or you're behind the scenes, the love of the horses, as Osti said. So, you know, everyone's got their own story and I think they can relate to that, hopefully. So it's keen to get back. It's definitely the love of the horses, but country racing represents a bit like the local sporting sides, the, sp- uh, the football side. Um, Country racing represents, or the country race clubs represent the town in a way. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people like to go to those little bush meetings or they like to go to a Geelong, which is a provincial meeting. So it's it's interesting to see why everyone likes to go and their yeah. own reasons. And they're the biggest social day, usually two cup day in, in, in the bush. And it's like their Melbourne Cup day in a way that, that everybody puts it on their calendar that they're looking forward to their country cup. Talking about country cups... Um, I think the next one's a little while off, but we need a winner. Have you got a winner for us, Maggie? No, no winners, but I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to the jumps meeting. Um, yep. A jumps meeting on Sunday at Pakenham, the Moss Trooper Day. I'm really looking forward to that. So we're seeing uh, some good horses go at it on Sunday, but lots of uh, country cups kicking off grand final weekend. So that will come up quicker than we know in September. So with Colerain and Benalla country cups. So now looking forward to big uh, jumps racing on um, Sunday. Yeah, busy show today on the Country Racing Show. Hey, guys, I just saw the billboard here in Castlemaine. Great job. It looks awesome. That's from Winkers, Maggie. So job well done. Scotty Whiteman should give you a pay rise after that performance. <laughs> I'll clip. Mikey, can you clip that part up? Yeah, yeah that'd be good. <laughs> good on you, Scotty. Good afternoon to you. Um, Maggie, you're a star. Thanks for that. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, guys. There's Maggie Payne. That's the Country Racing Show.